but it has to be something that you absolutely are passionate about. That thing that you do that you lose yourself in, like you feels like you were working on it for 30 minutes and it was three hours. Uh, that's a good ind- indicator that there's a passion there. Because what happens when you're building any business, I can speak to this website business, is that there are going to be times when you don't feel like doing it. You know, there's going to be times where you're tired or other things take over. Any business, I can speak to this website business, is that there are going to be times when you don't feel like doing it. You know, there's going to be times where you're tired or other things take over. And I'm like, I may not do anything with a website for a week. I can always go back and that passion is there. You have to have passionate for, for what that idea is. And so that will always drive you and keep you afloat. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Hello, Thought Leader Nation. This is Nikki Ballou, and we are on another... Ex- whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not do Thought Leader Nation. That's John Lee Dumas, and he put out a whole blog post. He's going to be a guest on the show. We don't want to do Nation. Really? Yeah. All right. I like Nation. I well, so does John Lee Dumas, but not. And even though Nation is taken from NASCAR and every other sporting franchise, but I'm just saying. Ford Nation too. All right, we'll start again. Fine. You should keep that in. Oh, yeah, that's for John Lee Dumas, John. So we John respect. John Lee. I do read what you're talking about, and uh, John Lee, I love I, you, man. I, I get over him. it. Get over him. it. Okay, let's start all over again. You can keep this for our private stuff. Okay. Hello, this is Nikki Ballou, and we are live on another amazing episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm here with my rock star co-host, Michael Palmer. Say hello to the folks, Michael. Hello, everyone. And boy, do we have a treat for you here today. This lady is one of my personal friends. She has been a mentor to me. Previously, I've done courses where she's been a senior leader. She happens to be one of the coolest, hippest, classiest, smartest, most amazing and beautiful women on the planet. And her area of thought leadership is going to rock your socks off. I am, of course, speaking of the one, the only, the legendary Angela Lawrence, the creator of Cook like a Jamaican. Angela, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Angela. It's great to have you. Wow. That is some introduction. You like it? Good. (laughs) Yeah. Now you just have to live up to it. No big deal. That's it. That's all. So listen, you know, both Michael and I know you well, and we know and love you, but our, our listener doesn't. So just for the benefit of our listener, could you take a few moments and give the backstory on how you got into your area of thought leadership. What is it that were the trials and tribulations that you experienced on your way to becoming the amazing and impactful thought leader that you are today? Well, that's a, that's a big question. It's a big question that deserves a, uh, a well-thought-out answer. But uh, I think that I'm obviously just going to tell you from, from my heart how I ended up um, creating this website, because that's what 
what I'm what I'm doing now. It's one of my passions, uh, and it's a really important passion. But I have a cooking website called Cook Like a Jamaican that I started four years ago. And what it is, is uh, it's my mother. My mother's actually the star of the website. I'm like the sidekick. And uh, so it's my mother teaching me how to cook like a Jamaican and in turn teaching the world and everyone that comes to our website. This just goes back to... um, Actually, there, there's there's probably a long journey to actually getting here to a website with, you know, we have a large mailing list. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We have the web, website itself is a destination for not just Jamaican food, but also information about Jamaican culture. Uh, we recently started vlogging and uh, sharing our, our family stories with, with people who follow us. Uh, so it's been really exciting. But... Um, just give a sense how many people are actually following you in the various social media and web platforms, just so our listener gets a sense of what that's like. Sure, sure. So the first thing uh, when I launched the website was it was really focused on building our mailing list. Actually, I just found out this week that our mailing list is now over 32,000 Wow! on our mailing list. And then we have been also building our following on our YouTube channel. We have... We're probably maybe even this week. We'll we're gonna have seventy thousand subscribers. Seventy thousand. That's incredible. That's a massive audience. Yeah. You know, there was um, a blog post done by a fellow named Kevin Kelly a while ago called "A Thousand Raving Fans," and his thesis is that with a thousand raving fans, you can generate at least a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. You don't have a thousand raving fans. You have seventy. Thousand raving fans. How cool is that? It's it's very cool. It's very cool. And and what I wanted to do is really create a community. And so the engagement that we have on like even social media, like Facebook, we probably have about 20,000 20, followers on Facebook. And and uh, you know we're building our following on Instagram and and then just generally just people who engage with us through the website and just directly by email. Um, there's a real sense of community. Uh, people People love my mother. Uh, she I is, want to meet your mother now. <laughs> <she's> <laughs> I want to learn how to cook like a Jamaican. Just go to the website. That's what it's there for. And my mother's really um, authentic, very authentic. She's just herself. One of the things that we wanted to do was, like when I originally um, came up with this idea, it was during a time when I, I was re-looking at my life. Uh, you know, I'd been working in publishing. My career was in publishing. Then I was working in in marketing specifically, and then uh, at an ad agency. And I got amazing experience. Uh, you know, I became a brand strategist and worked on some really large accounts, and then lost the large account at the agency that I I was working at, and decided that I really wanted to look at what do I want my life to look like, and I wanted to look at how. I, I wanted to look at that first and then look at how I could make a living to support that. And what I knew I wanted is I wanted to be, I think it's called now, um, location independent. Nice, Uh, nice. I like that. Yeah. So I wanted to know that I could generate income um, regardless of where I was in the world. And I really, everything pointed towards having an online business. And I had no idea how people were making money online at the time. I was just like, well, I have no idea. How do you make money? And a friend of mine kept on saying, why don't you start a blog? I mean, you've been a magazine editor, you're a writer. Like, why don't you just start a blog? And I said, but how do you make money doing that? And I really just 
got on on the internet and started to learn more about email marketing and what did that mean and I learned of someone else's story a guy named Pat Flynn you might recognize him I'm a big fan of Pat yeah Yeah. so I started following him and it was amazing Um, I just had this feeling in me that I could do this then I started to learn I did a, a boot camp a free online boot camp on how to design your own website and and literally I was just following what I learned online and created, I built this ugly website by myself, put some recipes up there. And the reason why I, I was actually using it as a test site, I thought my my real site was going to be more about my journey of learning how to make money online. And I bought a domain called Stupid to Savvy. Nice. <laughs> and that was going like to be... It where I was going to, you know, learn this and people would follow me very much almost like copying Pat Flynn in a way. But uh, I thought I had an original story and that this would be something really interesting. But in order to do that, I needed to have a test website to show this is what you I was doing. You needed to be savvy. Yeah, yeah, to become 100%. savvy. And so um, probably a couple of years earlier, uh, my mother had said to me and my sisters, why don't you guys come over once a month and I'm going to teach you your favorite Jamaican dishes. Because when we were growing up, my mother taught us how to cook, but the Jamaican dishes were her kind of domain. Uh, We'd always come over to my parents, like whenever we knew my mother was going to make something like oxtail or something, we'd just like, you know, converge on the house. And she was just like, okay, I'm going to teach you guys how to make this. So she taught, started doing this. We would go over once a month and she would teach us how to make a dish. So the first time, and probably the second and third time, I just shot video of her doing that because I didn't want to write down the recipe. So I just uh, shot some video. so brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. And lazy. But that was my way of capturing it. I was like, let me just shoot a video and whatever. And then I had actually um, gotten a new laptop and I just used that video to learn how to use um, Movie Maker and stuff like that. And then I shared the videos with my family. It was just kind of a fun thing to do. But when I came up with the idea of doing a website, I thought, hey, I can post those videos. At the very least, it will be a website where my family, my extended family, no matter where they are in the world, they can go and get my mother's recipes. So it was really a legacy, a family legacy project. Um, So I was less concerned about whether or not anyone else came to the website. It was really like if no one else came, I was happy because this was going to be a project that would allow me to document all of my mother's recipes for future generations in my family. And so... Then it became the test idea, the test idea for my stupid to savvy website that was going to be the thing that, you know, really got me making money and all of that stuff online. But what happened was people started to go to the Cook Like a Jamaican website, like way more than stupid to savvy. Like no one was going to that, but everyone was going to that. So I thought, well, I'm going to start focusing on that. And that's what I did. I just started focusing all my energy on Cook Like a Jamaican, which was really where my passion was. It allowed me to uh, really transform the relationship with my mother. Uh, I was known as the the person in the family that kind of showed up maybe once a month or at special occasions. I didn't spend a lot of time with my family, specifically my parents, whereas this was um, in a way forcing me to, to be more engaged with my parents. And actually, as they get older, it's really important to me as well. So I was probably seeing them once a week. You know, me and my mother would make a recipe. We'd eat it. And it was really um, changing the dynamic of, the, of our relationship. 
so that was a huge bonus out of this. And then also I got to use my writing skills, storytelling skills, um, also photography. I love photography. So I was getting to learn more about food photography. I was shooting all the videos and learning more how to edit videos and and how to, um, you know, upload them to YouTube. It's just like it was, it's just been an education. I've learned a lot of things as we've, as we've, you know, built the site to where it is. I now have someone that basically he does all the email marketing and we have a, a great partnership, a revenue sharing partnership that allows him to focus on that and me to focus on the, the content development, which is what I truly love to do. Angela, I'm like blown away by what you shared. I, I've been riveted to what you've been saying this entire time. I, the, the next question I really want to ask you is, so now that you've built this content and this content, you know, I think what's powerful about it is you took some expertise you had, you aligned that with the expertise and the influence of your mother and the authenticity of that mother-daughter connection. It's been powerful. I mean, just listening to it, I'm getting emotional. I've got like tears welling up in my eyes. Like, I'm like, I got to do this with my mom. You know, she cooks Persian food. I'm Persian. We, sh we should do cook like a Persian or something like that. I should talk to you. We should maybe have another revenue share idea with that. I mean, it's so great. My mom does all these amazing dishes. And man, it would be like a legacy to leave behind for the kids. And hey, if anyone else wants to come and watch, great. Or I can work it out with you to do it. I love that. But how do you take that brilliance and that passion and fire and connection you're making with your community and monetize it? So how's that work? Because our listener wants to understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think, well, first of all, there's some, there's right now we have about five revenue channels. Um, there's the obvious ones, which is advertising uh, on the website, as well as advertising on the YouTube channel. So all of the videos, there's now over 100 videos on our YouTube channel um, that are all re revenue generating. In, a, in addition, um, about two years ago, uh, maybe it's three years ago now, two years ago, we relaunched the website. At the time, I was still doing it by myself, but I hired uh, people to help me redesign it and relaunch it. And at that time, we also launched a membership. So what it is is that we have, I would say, probably 80% of the recipes that are on our website anyone can access. However, we have a premium experience for those who are really committed and really interested in Jamaican cooking and learning it, that they can become a gold member. And they get a series of my mother's secret recipes. Mm. And uh, these love recipes... I the secret recipes. I love yeah. <laughs> so, Jamaican mama's secret recipes. Exactly, How cool is that? I love exactly. it. So in addition to all of the other recipes, they get secret recipes and they also get special treatment. Um, you know, we send out special information to them, special tips. Uh, it's just a more premium experience. Also on the website, they can see all of the videos with the recipes, whereas uh, if you're just going to look at the uh, site, you'll only see recipes. You won't actually see the videos. You can certainly go and watch them on YouTube, but for the gold members, they can just go to our website and have that premium experience. So that's a very important and um, one of the areas that we want to develop is our membership experience. Uh, another thing is that we had a lot of people asking about the t-shirts. So we have, if you go to the website, you'll see that I'm wearing a Cook Like a Jamaican t-shirt. And so we decided to actually offer them 
And uh, so now we have an apparel store where we sell T-shirts and aprons and caps and things like that. Um, How cool is that? Yeah, so that's where's my, fun. Where's my cook like a Jamaican T-shirt? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Next time I'll bring you one. All right. And so those are the the major. The ma- I know I'm missing one. I can't think of it. Oh yeah, sorry. We have we have a um, a shop where we sell the um, the secret recipes. So if you there's some people they don't want to be a gold member. They just want that one recipe. And so you can go to our shop and you can purchase that recipe and the video that goes with it. Yeah. I love it. I mean. To me, this is the epitome of thought leadership, right? Like what we tell our listener is a thought leader and the business of thought leadership is about being known for your expertise, right? So you're known for your expertise and your expertise is in the arena of authentic Jamaican cooking. But I think it's even more than that. It's about the power of a family connection and how wonderful that is. I think the people that come and buy from you are not just buying the recipes. I know those are important to them. They're also buying that family connection because when they come and they become a gold member or they buy a recipe or however way they decide to engage with you, what they're saying is, I'm buying into the lifestyle that you're portraying with your mother. I'm buying into that family love. I want that. And by supporting that, I'm bringing some of that into my experience. So I think what you're doing is the epitome of the business of thought leadership and of thought leadership. And I just want to say I, I'm really impressed with what you've created for yourself. Thank you. So the uh, the other thing I want to point out, which I think is extremely important that our listeners get, is that you didn't do this alone. You had family around you. You had friends. And now you've even offloaded things to other people. And, you know, a lot of people try and do everything on their own in a silo. You had people giving you feedback. You listen to them. It's like, go create a blog. You have all these experiences. You were looking and searching and as well being open to the advice of your community, which is what we see inside the business of thought leadership is those, Chris Widener was a great example. A great episode that is episode number eight, I believe. And you want to listen to that is like Chris partnered with so many different people along the, you know, like 35 years in the business. But he said on the podcast, he didn't make $1.00 that someone else wasn't making a piece of as well. So he helped other people. And it sounds like you've got web people, you've got uh, marketing people. You're, you're out there working with all sorts of people to help you be successful. And I think it'll only just continue. You know what, Michael? That's a really brilliant point that you just made. Because one of the things that you and I really believe in, and Angela, I, I think it's really important that you're doing this this way, is that community trumps everything. You know, if you are brilliant at what you do, but you are a lone wolf, it's not going to work in the long run. But if you get involved with a community and that community supports you, encourages you, shares its wisdom with you, eventually that's going to ensure that you're successful. And that's going to help you build your vision in a bigger, better, more powerful way than it's at all possible to do it on your own. So, Angela, you know, I, I we've had a conversation a few times in the past about your beginnings in the internet world. And I think it's a really interesting story because it's not like you just sort of woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to go online. You've had experiences in the past of working and, and failures. And I think, you know, success leaves clues as well as failures. So let's hear a little bit about your early days in, in uh, being involved in the internet. Well, um, what I know you're referring to is um, 
like just to even see how much the internet has transformed in the last, let's say even 20 years is incredible. Let's even say 10 years. But um, going back to the late nineties when I was just a young whippersnapper. (laughs) (laughs) I love that word, whippersnapper. I was, uh, I was working at the time as a magazine editor, and um, what happened, I was involved with a lot of prof- different professional associations, and and I used to get a lot of community information about events happening, everything from, like, parties to, um, you know, interesting seminars and things happening in, in the community. And uh, so what I would do is I started just to compile them, like all the emails, I'd just take the information, and I'd create another email out of it, and then I would send it to all my friends. And they started sending it to their friends, and people would start emailing emailing me directly and ask, asking me to be added to my email list. And so before I knew it, I had about 200 people on an email list. And I thought, you know, this could be turned into something. Like, obviously, people are interested in this information. Perhaps I can create a website where people can just come and get this information. I can get advertisers and make some money doing this, as well as providing a service. And so uh, this was really, like, it was kind of in the the dot-com bubble. So people were really excited about what's possible with websites, but websites were expensive to build. Uh, Not like now, like, compared to building Cook Like a Jamaican, which cost me hardly anything, maybe a hundred bucks, you know. I, um, I used to sell websites in the late 1990s. The biggest one I sold was a half a million dollars. So I remember. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, what I did at the time is I went into partnership with my brother and my brother is a computer guy. He's um, worked in He's worked in computers. He was a systems analyst, and he was like, yeah, this is fun. Why don't we do this? So we ended up investing $5,000 to build this website. Found a really cool, super cool company. Uh, They were amazing, and they were young, and it was interesting, and the website went up. It was called whatsupnow.com. And it was really interesting from the perspective that it looked great on the front end, but on the back end... It was like, we're talking HTML, like to update it and things like that. And I was like having to go on uh, and, you know, do all this HTML. And it was really not an easy thing to do. But we would we launched it. And what happened was we got so much traffic that it crashed. We're having oh lots of technical issues, but it, it was crashing. And it got to a point where it meant that we were going to have to invest more money into it. And we just had to kind of look at it and see, did it make sense? Like, it was a lot of work for me to go in and figure out how to update this and keep it going and so on. So after a few months, uh, we made a decision. And also, after a few months is when the dot-com crash happened. And um, no one was investing in websites. Advertisers, no. No one was going to sponsor this website or or advertise on it. And so my brother and I just said, oh, that was a great experience. You know, let's move on. So that was my first involvement, you know, doing an, an online business. And then years later, ended up looking at the opportunity again. Yeah, really cool. And what what's neat about that is it speaks to sell first, build later. Both of those examples, you actually found something that people valued. With the example there, it's like, hey, what's up in Toronto? People are like begging you for information and you're like, well, maybe let's give more information. Now, some bad 
scenarios and circumstances happened. If, if that wouldn't have, it would have probably just continued to grow because you found value and then started to deliver. Same thing with, with your cooking, the, cook like a Jamaican. It started as, this is valuable to me. This is valuable to my family. Wait a second, this is valuable to other people. Why don't we do something with it? And I think Nikki and I are constantly going on around, before you go out there and build something, before you go out and create all of this infrastructure around something, find out first, will people pull out their credit card and give you some money, or are there is there a demand for it? So I love that on both those stories is really textbook around find the value and then deliver. You know what? I, I think it's really really great. We ought to we ought to connect you with another one of our guests who who did a podcast on wellness, Nicole Keating. I think Angela would probably be great to be on that podcast as well. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it'll be an opportunity to uh, promote Cook Like a Jamaican to a whole the new art audience. Of, the art of living well. The art of uh, epic, epic, epic wellness. wellness. Yeah. 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 That's the, her name is Nicole Keating. She's a, she's a sweetheart from San Francisco area. Her uh, episode's coming out shortly as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So it'd be great. But you know, here's what I really, really like about what you're sharing with us. You're giving people like gold, real gold here. First of all, you're, you're letting people know that you didn't do this alone, which is really powerful and important. You're also letting people know that you had, you did things that didn't work. You, you screwed up, to put it bluntly, right? But that didn't stop you. You found, you found a way around it. And so many thought leaders, when they run into an obstacle, their grittiness disappears. You know what I mean? They just say, oh, I, I've got this expertise, but this didn't work, and, and so I'm not going to do it anymore. And what you're doing by example is you're inspiring people to go, you know what, success is a long-term game and it's about passion to be sure, but it's also about perseverance, isn't it? And that's been a big part of your story, hasn't it? Yeah, and you know what, it's funny because I remember I worked, you know, in magazine publishing for a long time. I remember having a like, meeting with my boss. It wasn't even a meeting. I think I dropped in her office. It was a really great place to work. We were talking about something and I shared a story with her and she said something about, well, you're really tenacious. And I was just like, is that a good thing? Or, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. <laughs> Definitely and I was a good just thing. like, I was like, okay. But it was just like, for me, I was kind of like, I didn't, I didn't know if she was saying it was a good thing or not. And I started thinking about that. And the truth is that, yeah, I am tenacious. So part of it is, is that it's part of who I am. Um, I remember she said, I said, well, exactly how do you define tenacious? She says, well, you're like a dog with a bone. You know, um, <laughs> dog you know like when you have it. something it's in your eloquent. head, you just kind of like really don't let go of it until you see it through or, you know, like you really will fight for what you believe in and so on. And I was like, okay, I get that. I don't think that's a bad thing. So I guess it's a that's good a thing. Great so great thing. Fantastic. There's a, there's a thought leader out there. Her name is Dr. Angela Duckworth. She, um, she's quoted by Malcolm Gladwell in, uh, in his book, Outliers, you know, that whole concept of the 10,000 hours. So she wrote a book called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. And her entire thesis is that, that grit, that tenaciousness beats talent every day. Well, I mean, we had Mark McCoy, Olympic gold medals, come and speak to us. And he said he, in his career, he never met anyone that had more talent and won because it was the people who had, were tenacious, the people who showed up, the people who persisted. They were the ones that actually won. They had less talent. The ones that got gold had less talent, but yeah. they were more persistent. So 
Absolutely. It's yeah. uh, it's critical. Mark's story is kind of cool because he, remember he told us that his high school track coach didn't want to put him on the team. Said, you're too slow. <laughs> he won a Olympic gold medal. He's too slow. <laughs> God, that track coach must be checking himself <laughs> in the butt right now, right? And and he was told, you're too short to run hurdles. Most hurdlers are like six foot two and Mark was 5'11". And they said, you're too skinny. And lo and behold, 15 years later, he was Olympic gold medalist, you know, on the biggest stage uh, at the Olympics. So that's really, really powerful stuff as well. So one of the things that people listening to this podcast really want to know is, so you've done some cool stuff and you've persevered and you've been tenacious, but what are, what's some advice you can give somebody who's listening to this and is inspired by you to go out there and start something, uh, but isn't quite sure how to get started? What are the kind of step one, step two, step three type of thing that you'd say they'd need to take? And I want to frame this around what, you know, it's the stupid to savvy Mm -hmm. that we, we need some stupid to savvy content. This still (laughs) could be alive. This could could be a future (laughs) property of yours. So, Let's hear, help us go from being stupid to savvy. Yeah, nice. That's so funny because now that I have gone through all of that, you know, I've done in the last five years. So it took me a good year to like just kind of learn and build and grow maybe nine months to a year before I really got things moving. What I would say is, first of all, you have to know what you're passionate about. Like you have to pick something that is just something that you love to do that, that for example, um, it may be a niche thing. It may be that you love cats. I don't know. You love cats and you love, you know, making, I don't know, clothes for cats. It could be anything. <laughs> clothes for cats. <laughs> clothes I love for it. cats. <laughs> but it has to be something that you absolutely are passionate about. That thing that you do that you lose yourself in. Like you feels like you were working on it for 30 minutes and it was three hours. Uh, That's a good indicator that there's a passion there. Because what happens when you're building any business, I can speak to this website business, is that there are going to be times when you don't feel like doing it. You know, there's going to be times where you're tired or other things take over. I have a full-time job. I put in a lot of time my own time, like basically don't have a life outside of doing the website and having my job. But I love my job and I love doing the website. And so what it means is that I can always go back, even if I have a dip and I'm like, I may not do anything with the website for a week, I can always go back and that passion is there. And so you have to have passionate for, for what that idea is. And so that will always drive you and keep you afloat. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really important. And what's um, what's really cool, I mean, that you mentioned right now that you have a job, but you have this. You've built this up to the point where it's making you a significant amount of money, your thought leadership around this, right? And And yet you still have passion for what you do during the day and you work with one of your best friends and you you absolutely adore her and she adores you. So it's like, it's hard for you to choose one or the other and you kind of do both. Speak to somebody who is like an aspiring thought leader. Maybe they have a job right now as well. Maybe they're not quite in this game yet, but are looking to get into this game. What would you tell them besides have the passion? What else do they need to really be aware of? I think that, um, like, this probably goes back to tenacity as well, is one of the things that I have learned, not just with the website, but just what I do now, because I'm working in a very entrepreneurial environment. And so I'm actually leading the development of a new restaurant. I work for a restaurant group. 
And uh, we're going to be opening a Jamaican restaurant. So it's really interesting. <laughs> it kind of fits in with what you do. You have some yeah, it's amazing there, right? that it's all come full circle in that I'm working in the food industry. I have a food website, you know, launching a Jamaican restaurant. Like, it's really amazing. But what I would say is that one of the things that um, I've learned is to... Is it a cliche? You know, Nike owns it, but just do it. Like that's I for me. I love cliches. I love, <laughs> I love just do it. It's cliche slogans, whatever, but just do it. And what I mean by that is that um, you don't want to spend too much time in your head. You want to spend more time in your heart. You want to really just do it opposed to like, I could have built this website. My first website was kind of ugly, you know, because I didn't really know what I was doing, but it had the content there. It had a place for you to sign up for the mailing list. We gave away, and we still continue to do this, which is to give away my mother's homemade Jamaican beef patty recipe. Nice. So you sign them on the, up on the web- website and we send it to you. It's free. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> we send you the recipe uh, when you join our mailing list. I was getting people... 30 to 50 people signing up on the mailing list a day. The site wasn't beautiful. It wasn't perfect. Uh, You can work all of that out as you build the business. If you're going to wait until you have an absolutely beautiful, perfect-looking website that's full of great content, you're going to have missed out on the opportunity to, one, be making money, to build also to to be building your your mailing list. So it's just like just get into it and learn as you go. I actually met someone recently who he is a, a real estate investment investor and he's fairly, you know, he's in his early 30s, fairly young. Uh, and he explained that he's been studying real estate investing and doing all of this research himself. And, you know, now he's been, he's purchased, I think he's purchased two properties and it's very exciting for him, but he spent 11 years, 11 years studying on his own, learning, making sure that he was doing it all correctly. And he's had his properties for two years. Wow. So in my mind, I thought, well, I think it's amazing that he's finally gotten into the market. But imagine if he were even to have gotten the market five years ago, six years ago, how far further ahead he would be. And so um, you just have to have faith um, that everything will work out and that what you're doing, if it feels right in your body, it is right. And you just just get started right away and you learn as you go because that's the best way to learn is by having to deal with the different challenges and having to overcome different, you know, failures and mistakes that will just continue to, to push you forward. So that's a major thing that I give people as advice is just just do it, don't wait, just do it and you'll learn Absolutely. as you go. You know, there. Um, as I'm listening to you, uh, I mean, we love the whole concept of building the plane while you're in the air. That that analogy. That's how we roll. <laughs> that's how we roll, and I think it's it is so important because nothing. It's like I love to look at nature, right? Like, where in nature does anything just instantly be something at its perfect form? Not nowhere, right? It it evolves. Everything is an evolution. So the whole birthing of things, whether it's a piece of a plant or a child is all a process that goes from stage one through to all the different stages and then into life and onwards. It's no different in business. It's no different in being a thought leader. It's no different in any art and creation. So this is a beautiful example of just get started, evolve, make it better, keep doing, do the things that you love. The other thing that I think that cannot step over is the fact that 
you had a narrow message. It wasn't every food. It was Jamaican food. And you could really, because of that one thing, you could really create an audience that were, that's what I'm interested in. I want Jamaican food. It's like, it's not Eastern European food. It's Jamaican food. And of course, you have your mother who is the star. And I watched a few of the videos and like Nikki, you know, I really got that mother connection and right away thought of the same thing Nikki thought of as, you know, it's just beautiful to see you connecting with your mom and sharing in that. It's like, it's not just about cooking, it's about the experience that's being created. So narrow message, really focused, and that enables you to actually stand out and get attention of, of a particular marketplace. So, But there's also leverage there, Michael. And I think that's important because like you've worked in the restaurant industry, right? You've, you work with a restaurant group with your best friend who, who owns it. You're like an entrepreneur kind of in there as well as you are in here. And what's, what's important is you built expertise in food and in cooking. And that expertise was transferable into your love for the internet and for sharing stuff with people over the internet. One of the big things that we preach, you know, and we learned from our mentors, Peter and, and, and Matt, Peter Cook and Matt Church from Australia, the authors of the incredible book, Thought Leader Practice, which we're going to get you a copy of, is, is that it's important to take the expertise that you have and leverage it in new ways. That way you can exponentially grow your impact and your income. And that's what you've done, right? Leverage is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Absolutely. I think that with the website, it's for me, like when I look at the future, so for me, I see this as being my future. You know, some day when I semi-retire, to be able to live anywhere in the world and do this business, um, and I see the potential to launch other websites that, again, will serve people. So one of the things... Cook with, like a Persian. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk, let's talk. But one of the things that... Um, I think it's very important is it goes back to why, right? Understanding why you're doing anything. Like, and when you have that why, for me, part of the why is the future, you know? And then another big part of the why is we have a mission statement. If you go on the website, you'll see our mission statement. And what it is, is that we use the website as a way to help people. We've had amazing uh, feedback from people, oh, some heartfelt you know, emails and people getting in touch with us, letting us know how we've actually helped them transform their family. A lot of people, uh, I don't know why, but a lot of people, they have their recipes and they don't even share them with their own family. Like they literally take them with them, you know, uh, to That's the grave. <laughs> and uh, the amount of stories we've heard like that and people being so appreciative that they can now share these traditional recipes with their own families. Obviously, I didn't grow up in Jamaica, and there's a lot of people who are of Jamaican descent that don't live there but want to be able to, to continue that heritage with their family. And so we've, we're providing that service. Mm. And that's what we have as our mission statement is making a difference and sharing Jamaican culture through food around the world. So for me, there's a much bigger why than just like, oh, let's make some recipes. It's really about making a difference in helping people and then leveraging that to look at other ways, like listening to our audience. Oh, you want T-shirts? Sure. Let's see what we can do to, you know, provide you with, with that. Like really listening to what people are interested in, looking at our, our analytics and seeing what are the recipes that people are excited about, asking them. 
are you interested in this? You know, like we're looking at uh, doing a cookbook, more than one cookbook. And just we ask them, what you know, are you interested in this? And so it's, I think, important for us to really look at that community as the source of, of our future and what we do with the website. One of the things Michael and I talk about to people that you just touched on right now is the importance of listening to your audience, your target market, we say, but in this case, your audience is a better way to put it. And understanding what their real issues are and what are the things that you're going to be able to work with, with them in order to serve them better by understanding them better is really, really important. So I'm really glad to hear you say that. So listen, we wrap up every single one of our podcasts by asking our expert to provide the listener with three expert action steps. And we have you look at it from the context of helping our listener really have and be involved in the business of thought leadership. So how they can use these expert action steps that you're going to share with us to have them position their expertise so they're known for their expertise. So could you go ahead and do that now, please? Uh, I would say when I look at the website, it's a brand. And I think that everyone on earth has special, a special, at least one special talent, if not more, that allows them to take that and share that with the world. And Basically, you have the opportunity to brand something that you're passionate about that uh, or maybe a talent that you have. Uh, and so I think that start to to look at who are you as a brand, you know, or what is it that you can create that you can share with the world and have that be your primary motivation. Because if you're interested in making money, it will come. If you're authentically connected to that energy, it will come to you. The other two are the things that I already mentioned. One is really identifying that passion, right? Like what is that passion, which is connected to then turning that into some kind of a brand. And then the next thing is, again, being someone who is in motion. So doing it and not giving up and always seeing every failure as an opportunity, as a learning lesson. And I think that, like you mentioned the book Outliers and the 10,000 hours that go into being an expert. I can look back now and see all the different things that I've done. I've done network marketing. I was involved with that for three years. Um, and from that, I was amazing. I built a team really quickly, but I also realized that to keep that team motivated and so on, I needed to do some own my own personal development, which led me to Landmark, where I met you guys. But I've learned about passive income and the power of passive income from that, which also had me think about this opportunity, like to create a residual income, passive income that would allow me to work and be anywhere in the world. And the last thing I would say is really understand that, that if you choose to do an internet business, because I can speak to that, that the world is your market. Like you have a global market. And you think of how many people are in the world. If you had like 1% of 1%, you could make a very good living just by building a niche that people are interested in. Something that could, like I said, it could be making clothes for cats. You never know. It's a big opportunity. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So- 
thank you for sharing those expert actions, Chip. But you, you, you know, you, you've been a little bit modest, and I think it's time for you to let people know how they can connect with you if they're interested in your recipes, if they're interested in becoming a member, a gold member of your sites, or whatever, whatever have you. Why don't you just go ahead and share what websites and so forth they can engage with you on? Uh, well, you can you can get in touch with us directly through the website. Um, you can just go to our contact page, and we will get an email. Uh, you can also it's cooklikeajamaican.com. It's really easy. If you actually just put in the words cooking and Jamaican or Jamaican cooking, you will get us. Like okay. we are. We're doing well on Google. Like you'll see, we pretty much come up on the first page of most search searches having to do with Jamaican food. So we also, like I said, we have a gold membership, and I'd like to offer everyone who is listening to this podcast an opportunity to get a discount on that gold membership. And so if you go to our website to sign up for a gold membership and use the coupon code podcast, we will offer you a 30% discount on the membership. And the membership's already super reasonable. It's less than, right now, it's less than $2 a month to, to have a membership and to have access to all of the rich content that we have on the Are site. Are you kidding me? It's less than $2 a month and our listener gets a 30% discount? Thank you. That's so amazing. You got to take advantage of this. I mean, Angela is a rock star with her content. The website is phenomenal. I think this is fantastic. Thank you so much, Angela. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really had fun. This is great. Oh, we sure did too. So listen, folks, definitely make sure that uh, you connect with Angela through her website. Take advantage of her incredible special offer. The promo code again is podcast if you want to go ahead and do that. And before we close off and thank Angela more properly, uh, Michael's got some really, really cool and important information to share with you. Absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, the business of thoughtleadership.com. Go there, go to the episodes. You will find Angela's podcast and we'll have all of the show notes and as well links to her page and we'll have the promo code there as well. You'll notice when you go to the business of thoughtleadership.com, you'll notice at the top, it says, are you someone who is making a dent or wants to make a bigger dent in the universe? Uh, someone like Angela, who's making a massive dent in families and around cooking. That is the community we have here, which are, are people that are making a difference. It's not, uh, it's a lot about making money. It's a lot about uh, uh, producing an outcome in the world that makes a difference. And so if you're one of those people, please join up, join our community. As well, we got this really great offer for people that are listening and sharing about us out there in the world. If you go to iTunes and subscribe and, and leave us a review and a rating, go to our website, again, at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com, review, and you can uh, let us know that you've left a review. Pick a book. We're shipping out a couple of different books. We're going to send it to you for free. So there's no credit card required, just your address information and the book that you'd like. And we're going to send that out to you for a limited time. We're doing this. So you're going to get a free book. Thought Leader Practice is one of those books, which is an amazing book written by Matt Church uh, and uh, our mentor, uh, Peter Cook. So please do that. Thank you so much for listening. We've had a ton of fun today here with Angela. I'm sure that you have as well. And there were so many, many layers of learning here just from Angela's story. So thank you, Angela. Thank all of you. And until next time, goodbye. Absolutely. Angela, it's, it was an honor to have you here. You're, you're one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.